Listener Production. You're listening to Darling Shine, a podcast by myself, Elodie Pullen, and me, Chloe Fisher. A place where we ground womanhood's unspoken experiences from grief to fertility and everything in between. Join us while we transform our pain into power, encompassing all emotions ugly and beautiful. Darling Shine is your chosen family and your survival kit for the unexpected shit life throws at you. Hello, everybody, and welcome to today's episode, the most special of special days, because what day is today, Elle? It's Chumpy's birthday, my darling in the sky. I wonder what he's doing up there. What would he be doing? He's definitely having a jam with your dad for sure. Hopefully he's having a jam with dad and maybe like who else is up there? Favourite, Jimi Hendrix. Maybe they're having a little jam and like by the time this comes out on this exact day, I'll be down south with Chump's family in Eden. We'll be... I think we'll go out on the boat. That was Chump's favourite thing, so it's nice weather. But, yeah, we'll just be with the fam today. Like Chump's sister Em's going to be there too and it'll just be like just us and it'll be super intimate and special. We'll just hang. We'll eat Chump's favourite shit. Like, what's like his favourite food? Well, he when he would go down to eat and his mum would always make her famous lasagna, which was like grandma's recipe as well. And it's like this. I think he made that for me once. He would have. It's his literal favourite thing ever. And the bolognese, like I'd be like, oh, yeah, like, you know, spag bowl, spag bowl. And he's like, the way that they make their is I'm going spag bowl. It's got like, and I'll give away this special family recipe too much, but it's got like this fruit chutney situation in it. You did all- make it for me once. Yeah. Because I, I, I remember him making his specialty and he was, you just gave it away to everybody. Well, I didn't because it's heaps of like yeah. really pivotal ingredients that go into it that <laughs> you guys would never guess. But I've got them in my head right now. I'm like, it's a special recipe and it makes it like this sweet bolognese. And then they put... On the lasagna, they they home make their own pasta sheet that as a machine. And then like obviously all this parmesan on top. And then they put in calamata olives too on top of their lasagna. It's fucking like the yummiest thing all the way here. To make that when I come home. Oh, we should, yeah, because I have a pasta maker at home and I ne- at home and I never use it. That sounds so good. Like, Why are we always talking about food on here? It's like, dating. It's a favorite thing. I love it. How we're like, yeah, she chumpies birthday. Food, 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 Diversion to food. I just literally looked at me there and I saw like, obviously there's lights and stuff going on, but there was definitely an orb floating around. Could you actually just hear that buzzing noise? Chumpy's definitely here. Because I was about to stop you mid-sentence just then going, can you hear that static noise in here? And then I was like, no, we're having a good having a good yarn now. I'm not going to interrupt you, but it's gone now. Well, I feel like a bit of a street being like, yay, happy birthday, because obviously we had to pre-record this because Chloe and I wanted to be together for this episode. Oh, my God, there's sounds going on in the room. Yes, Chuck, I know you're here, but just don't fucking freak us out, all right? I don't like anything scary. But, no, you can put in for us because it is because mine's so hot in here. Okay. And you yep. know what the other special thing is while we're on the food thing, I can stay here for a long time, is his mum's special cheesecake, which again is the grandma's recipe again. It's, and usually I only like those cheesecakes that are set in the fridge, but this is one of the baked ones and it's like literally ridiculous. Yeah. It's so fluffy. Um, and how old would be he be turning today? Shit. He'd be 36. Oh, my God, that fucker freaks me out. I hate that for me and him. 36. Anyway, I mean, look, still, still a spring chicken. It's just too, too mm-hmm. young and too weird that he's not here. But can I ask you as well? Do you guys have a 
ritual that you kind of do. Listen to me, I'm all about the ritual. Always, always. always on about a ritual. I feel like birthdays are more of a sentimental day than like Christmas. I know they're, they're days yeah. that he's not there to celebrate with you and Min, but like I feel like obviously it's his birthday. Mm. Birthday is there something that you guys do each year? So every year I've had a party at mine. Do you remember the first yeah. year and we had a party at mine? That's why Eliza made it. Yeah, we had heaps of karaoke. <laughs> Eliza made a gluten-free cake. Yes. It was freaking amazing because Chump's gluten-free. None, no one else is, just Chump's gluten-free. So we, like, our thing on his birthday is we better make gluten-free shit for him just in okay. case he's going to come. come back and eat it. So then we, do you remember I like stood up on the table and I was so drunk and I made a speech to him and like I was like with all that singing, yeah, had his helmet on and like we're all singing happy birthday to him, blowing out his candles and shit. And like it was like weirdly not overly emotional because at that point it felt like he was just overseas and we were like, oh, singing to chop without him. Oh, like yeah. we were very delirious and I was like off with fairies. Whereas the next birthday or like a year on, I was like, do not fucking light any candles on a gluten-free cake. I can't deal with it this year, uh-huh. like, at all. Even though we yeah. had it, we yeah. ate it, but I was like, I can't deal with the commotion. Like, right now, like, it, it, it's sunk in and it's, like, yeah. wrong. And then last year, similar thing. Actually, Minnie was here. We took her surfing on Chubb's birthday. We, took, we had, like, the biggest beach day with heaps of crew and then everyone came back to mine. We just had, like, cruisy tar- fish tacos and stuff at mine, which was really fun and chill. We did do a chill cake, but I was still a bit emotional. Like I was still quite emotional that day. It was also massive. You know when you're a bit sun-kissed and like a bit fucked from like just a big day in general and I'm like, oh, I just I can't, I can't, I don't know if I can deal with like yeah. seeing right now to him. Right. But we definitely did like fully celebrate with candles and stuff, but it wasn't like let's go up and say a speech. Yeah. Vibes. And then this year will be just intimate, special. I reckon we'll just like sit around <laughs> the fire with these parents around their beautiful home on the beach. They, they've got like a very farm-esque kind of house vibe and we'll just have the dogs there, like Rummy will be there and me and we'll just eat heaps of shit, cheese and yummy stuff and drink and chat. Like they just, yeah. when we're all together, we can just talk about chunk all day mm. and like it's that's nice for all of us, like very healing. Mm. So I was going to say, I just, um, it's sort of like, I mean, you could do it for Chum, but I, w- I just finished reading this book called Reminders of Him and each year when, like, the family, well, it was one of their birthdays, they'd make, they made this, like, mood board. You know how when you were a kid they used to make, used to make collages and that was your, your 21st birthday? Yeah. Well, this family would sit down. It was, like, actually a girl and her mum would sit down and they'd add to this every birthday. So they'd cut out things from the paper or they'd write like what they want their wish oh. or their like what they want to do for that year. And every year they'll put it under their bed on like a court board sort of thing and they'll pull it out every birthday. And like, I don't know, maybe maybe it's something that we could do or you could do for Minnie's birthday, like you could start it. It would be and you could really like cut cute. out some little pictures of a chump and put them on there and like write some little words down. She can little write her name and then you put it under the bed until next birthday and you pull it out and you add to it up like that each year. Literally so cute. I need to start doing more like crafty scrap scrap things, things like that. Like I feel like when when it comes to those days and rituals, I'm so not sentimental about like let's print the photos off and write a little mess. Like what you just said is like what I dream of mm. as a mum, but I just feel like I, just, someone else needs to do it, help help assist me with it. I can start it this year. <laughs> Chloe always gives me fucking <laughs> photo albums. Like she'll, she'll like be like, this is an empty photo album. It has mini on it. So like it's like a mini mouse photo album. And I'm like, cool, it's just going to remain empty because I will not be going and printing off photos. Oh. But I wish I would. 
after trips, I love making the the you photo can. books. You can actually upload them all onto an app and then they print them out. And I'm pretty sure I'm still, I've put all of my photos <laughs> yeah. in it from Bali this year. And I've literally, I sent the link to you and Paul, I'm still waiting for you guys to upload your photos to the book so I can print it off and everyone can have our Good luck memory on the out of me. We don't send the photos to anyone. <laughs> I think I'm the sentimental one, you guys are just... You're not about but it. We live in that moment and then we literally don't think about that moment again. We're freaks. And then I, so you know, in memory, like I am the weirdest. I don't never go back through my camera roll ever. And it sucks. Like I just upload my stories then and there and then I never do anything with a photo. And I hate that. Oh. Like I wish I, like my phone's a freaking shambles of like a hundred thousand photos on it, on it that I don't know how to even organize. Yeah, you get into like a habit of after every like Day. after trips and stuff like that or like even every month, like make a photo album or something. We could go on about this for a bloody long yeah, time. Yeah, it's not actually about us today. So what are we going to do so today? So today I want to have a fun episode where we talk about fun things about Chump and just like, you know, keep it a bit lighthearted because I know that what I'll be doing right now in Eden is a lot of fucking tears. Like I think we'll have a very like emotional day. So what we're going to do on the episode today is I've got some of Chump's Chump and I's like bestest friends to send through random little voice notes as stories via text. We're going to, I haven't listened to any of them yet. So we're going to, Chloe's going to read some of them out and we're going to chuck some audio to you guys from close friends and just like fucking have a listen all together. Hopefully some give us a bit of a laugh because it did some funny shit, that kid. All right, guys. So first one straight off the bat today is Chump's good mate Tully. And yeah, I haven't listened to this one at all. So let's just have a listen. I'll never forget taking Chumpy to pick up Rummy or pick, pick out Rummy, actually. We didn't, he didn't get to take Rummy home the day we picked her out. And I saw, I think he was really devastated realizing that halfway through meeting all the puppies, but just watching Chumpy put way too much thought into which puppy would suit you guys best. Um, yeah, it's just, it's such a great memory for him and all him. And, uh, yeah, it'll live with me forever. Oh, oh, bless, Tully. Yeah, those fuckers went away one. Like, okay, so I was working at home from home. Tully, his beautiful wife, Beth, and Chump were like, we're going to go and buy a dog today. We're going to go to this farm in Brisbane and have a look. And I was like, you're a pussy. There's no way you'll buy a dog. Like, he wasn't the dog person I was. I was, like, always begging him for a dog. And then this waiting day, he's like, I'm going to choose a Kelpie. And I was like, you won't. So I was like, cool, have fun. I'm going to stay home and work thinking that he would never, ever pick a dog and bring one home because, like, yeah. I was a dog person. And then he comes back, he's like, so we're going to get this dog. It's number 12. It's really special. It was the one at the back of the, the pack that, like, wasn't jumping up going, pick me, pick me, pick me. So he was like, I want that one because it's chilled. Yeah. And I was like, holy shit, I don't, want, I don't want a Kelpie. Like, they're fucking all skinny and, like, hectic. I don't want to, like, I wanted, like, a fat, lazy dog, like, not a Kelpie. And I was like, no, what yeah, the hell? The exact like, opposite of that. Literally got the like, skin you know, energy. I'm like obsessed with this dog. I felt connected to it. It's, it's, it was number 12. Your birthday is the 12th of May. Like, he was like, this is the dog. And I was like, shit, I'm going to have to just go with what Chump says because like, he was so fucking sure about it and nothing was going to sway him. And I was kind of like, fuck you, Tully and Beth. Like, I wanted to be there for that and you guys were there for that and I didn't think you would actually choose one and now we're going to go pick it up in like a few weeks and I'm freaking out. This dog better be cool. I thought... Tully was going to say that story, so I'm really glad he did. I always think Chump chose that dog for me. Like, that dog is now my little best friend. It's like she saved my life. I mean, he saved my fucking life. Seriously. So I feel like he left me, Rummy, and then he just bailed. He's like, I'm out of here. Here's Rumbledore. 
Let's Listen to Bets. One of my favourite memories of Chump was when he played as Sean and I walked down the aisle to get married to each other. Obviously, that's a major moment in, in our lives, so it was so special to have someone so close to us playing. And in the lead up to the big day, I actually had two songs in mind. One was a Keith Urban song. And looking back now, I realised how lame it was. But Chump being so nice as he was, just kindly steered me away from that song. Um, And we ended up picking another song. But yeah, it was so nice on the day, walking down the aisle, just fully absorbed in that moment looking at Sean and just the tears streaming down. It's a memory I'll never forget. I can only imagine Chumpy kindly staring in the other direction. He's so, like, such a good, like, nice, a good unit. He'd be like, he's so into it all. That's epic. But, like, (laughs) oh, my God, cute. He he always played at heaps of our friends' weddings when they'd walk down the aisle because he was just, like, the official wedding. Free best friend who's doing it. Yeah, and he would dress up so in the part, like he always wore his little like tuxedo kind of vest, like black and white, like top. It was just so cute. Especially is that for all the friends. It is pretty cute, I know. Got to have that. That was a bloody loose wedding. That was a good one. Let's go. I'm going to get you to read one out, sister. This is from Damon Haler, one of Chump's oldest um, best friends from the snowboarding industry, and he brought Chump into like the border cross world of snowboarding. Yeah, Damon. Okay. In 2019, we were in a small town in Argentina for a World Cup race. Chumpy was going through a Pirates of the Caribbean Johnny Depp phase. At the start of the week, some young local girls asked to get a picture with him. At the time, Chumpy thought that he was being recognised for his snowboarding. However, as the week went on, every afternoon, bigger and bigger groups of kids were following us around town at a distance. By the end of the week, there was a group of 20 to 30 kids following us, yelling Johnny and demanding photos with Chumpy. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just laughing at how you saw it, Johnny. Yoni. Yoni! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I would have had an accent, maybe. Yoni. Yoni. Of course, Chumpy didn't even flinch. He just went with it and put on his best Johnny Depp impression and made the kids say, oh, that's so cute. That is a fucking funny because he did kind of look like Johnny Depp with the beard and like the facial hair and the long hair, especially Johnny in parts of the Caribbean. Probably it's because of the necklace that he's wearing, one of those coral necklaces with a shark tooth on it in that photo. (laughs) (laughs) That's not a good Johnny Depp photo of him, but he is wearing that. That was at the moment that apparently. That it happened and he um, had that like kind of like parts of the Caribbean fucking necklace on. I I see the resemblance, not in that photo, but I, I understand the resemblance. My friend um, was at the wax museum and got a picture with like the fake Johnny Depp wax figure and it literally in that, in the museum, she was like, I had to get a photo with him because look at this, he looks exactly like Trump. I don't have the photo. But um, yeah, and he used to do quite good impressions of people Like, because sometimes I'm like, why weren't you an actor? And he, or like, because that was his favourite movie for ages. He did a fair few Johnny Depp impressions. Let's hear from Mads. Maddie's one of our best friends from um, Just Forever. Chumpy Kit, Blue, Wizzy. Was that his nickname? Oh, we called him Chunky once. That was by accident, like an autocorrect in the message. He didn't like that one. But I'll never forget, like, always screaming along to songs, his guitar coming out. Bohemian Rhapsody was 
definitely a favourite and all going in unison together. The big cook-up feasts and nights filled with like laughing non-stop and then deep, deep chats about life, the mind, the world, everything really. And of course the margies and the dance-offs. Miss you, Kit. Happy birthday. He was always trying to get us to do just like basically cabaret shows. Like, <laughs> what's with that, eh? I'm, that- I'm the worst like dancer, actor and singer. So I'd be like, yeah, I'll just, um, just fucking hang over here in the corner. Make ear of the Margie makeup. <laughs> I'd just be getting everyone so drunk. Geordie. Chump once told me he makes a conscious effort to say hi or to introduce himself to everybody when at an event or a gathering which is standard courtesy perhaps, but I know it was who he was. It had me thinking for the quiet types, underdogs or those struggling on the inside, who Chump may have made a difference, an impact that can't fully be known but lives on out there through the people he helped or inspired. So big ups, brother, and happy birthday. Oh, bless. Yeah. Oh, no. No, I'm actually sent a video in. He's so cute. Nam is actually the reason why we moved to the Gold Coast because he started to train Chump and we were like, he was like, we better get up there because I'm going to train with Nam every single week because he's like a professional athlete trainer and really good at it. So I think Nam's sort of freaking getting us up here, hey? It's, it's just this guy's energy and that point of difference, him being different and thinking outside the box, the, the fact that he had so many incredible skills, not just snowboarding, but a great human in every aspect. His athlete stuff is incredible, but kindness, the generosity, that he made you feel like you were his best mate. And that was just so authentic. It was just like, but you're, I'm here for you. And that came through when we used to train and do the stuff that we did together, the crazy stuff we did together. It was all about having fun. And that that is what I miss about him is the fun factor and the, the joy that he would bring when he walked through the door. And even when I think about it, which I think about him so often, because I miss that energy, that feel. And I, yeah, it gets me every time because of the gap that no one can fill in that space. He's just so unique. Oh, that's oh, awesome. he's so cute. Can he be like around more? Like, no, no, I'm so cute. I know. Well, he's a pro at speaking, and uh, he has dreams about Chump all the time and stuff. He like connects to him and stuff. He's so. Nice. He wasn't wrong when he was saying Chump would like walk into a room and he his positivity was almost like annoying, annoying a little. Like, because you you just he doesn't even just speak, but he's like, today's gonna be a great day, and like would like Mary Poppins hop around the room, and you're like. Whoa. Yeah, what about if I'm going move? What about that? We're, we're good positive people, but that is like he's like tenfold on the fully positivity. I love that. I really miss actually a fuck. I miss that so much about him. Because like if you were having a shit day, that I don't think he had shit days. Did he get angry? I mean, I reckon like it's so funny because like I think you, you always think your partner's bloody beauty. So like when yeah. you're at home with them, you're like, like, yeah, like, what's it going to be today? But then as soon as you're around, like, other people are like, oh, you're nice and chirpy, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> but, nah, he was, I mean, really, he he was always fucking pretty stoked on life and just happy to be here. But he definitely could get serious and, like, knuckle down and work and be like, hey, yo, stop mucking around right now. Like, you know, I want to get my shit done. Yeah. He's you know? definitely a go-getter. <laughs> like, I don't think 
if I, if anyone was to call him up and ask him to do something, he would never say no. He's definitely a glass half full kind of guy. Yes, My boy. friend Ellie and Westy are two best friends. Okay. One of the best days was unfortunately one of the last days. The Sunday before Chumby's accident, you went, you, me, Westy, Chump and Rum Dog fanging on the Tweed River on the jet ski and the boat fishing and just having our usual good laughs and chats. Usually the boys were just bromancing and planning their next dives and all the fish they were going to catch. I don't think I'll ever forget the amount of times Chump was trying to think of ideas on how to get Westy on a full-time friend salary so they couldn't adventure all week so Westy didn't have to work. We miss him dearly but so grateful for probably the best summers to date on here on the Gold Coast. We just had the best like three summers in a row with Ellie and Westy. Like every day was just at the beach. We'd be paddle boarding and surfing. The boys would be diving. The dogs would be running around. We'd be catching fish and then we'd go back to hours and have like fish tacos. It was just like non-stop fun. But Westy was such a weekend warrior because he was like a fucking tradie Monday to Friday and Ellie would obviously work Monday to Friday. And so would I. But Chump, because when he's home, he's not really working. He's training a bit, but like when he's home, he's chilling so that he can go back overseas and work really hard. So he'd, he'd be like so rattled when Westy would be like, nah, bro, it's Monday, I've got to go to work. And he'd be like, nah, nah, like, no, no, fuck that. Well, do you get Tuesday off? Like he'd be like, he didn't be like, how do I get, on the best, get you on the best friend's salary? That's amazing. <laughs> That's what I'd always used to say to Laura as well. I'd be like, fucking like, get me on your program somehow. I don't want to work. I want to hang out with you all week and stuff. <laughs> And she would say she liked that to us. She'd be like, I just need you girls around. We were like, ah, I'd love to just employ all my friends. But now I understand where Chump's at. Like, fuck working for the you man. me. Uh, yeah, I know I got you, but you don't fucking live with me. You live everywhere else in the world. I never see you, bitch. You just ran away. Like, I prefer not to have you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like it when you're away from me. Nah, I love it when you're here, brother. Lucy sent a voice note. Lucy. The first thing that comes to mind, like literally when I think about Chubb, it's the most random memory, but it was really funny. Um, it makes me crack up when I think of it. And it was when Ellen Chump had our whole group over at their house to stay over New Year's and we had a New Year's Eve party and I just saw like this giant costume, like cat's head, that's it, like cat's head, no shirt, pants. And it was kind of like dancing around the house, just like really inconspicuously and picking up like glasses and stuff and I realized it was chump and I don't know how long he'd been wearing it for but he definitely like didn't take it off for a while and I love how much of a weirdo he was he was such a freak in the best way possible there's such a broad spectrum to his character in that he was like you know such a larrikin but then also in one of the most mentally demanding um sports and so for some reason that's the first memory that comes to mind and it actually makes me crack up we love you chump happy birthday Chump just dancing around the house in a cat suit. <laughs> Fucking hell, that's funny. Okay, we're going to go with... Wow, Corey Baker had one, actually. Happy birthday, Chumpy Cat. Um, there's so much to miss about the human and friend that he was. He was this, like, amazing snowboarder, but you would just never know it. Like, he never bragged about it um it wasn't all that he talked about like honestly he probably barely even brought it up like you actually 
if you didn't already know he was a snowboarder, like you you wouldn't know it just from meeting him. Like, you know, he just never really brought it up, but you wouldn't have any idea how good he was, like at his sport. Um, I still remember the night you two first got together at Laura's 21st. I remember leaving the party and as Sam and I were leaving, you two were literally like tangled together. It was just like <laughs> long limbs everywhere and just fully making out. <laughs> And I guess the rest is history. But I can literally still, like, see it. And I just remember going, yes. <laughs> That's cute. I want to point out what Corey just said, and I think that it's, like, something that I've been thinking about lately and I haven't really thought about it properly until she said that, is that he was such an incredible athlete and so good at what he did, but he never spoke about it. And I feel like more than ever lately, that is just such an incredible trait and not many people have that, like, listen more, speak less. I mean, and I'm actively trying to do that more as well, but I just feel going back to Chumpy, like he really did always, he was such a freaking good listener. And Chump had this knack of like just asking them a certain question and then yeah. some really cool story would come out about them and their life and what they've been through or something. And you're like, thank God he asked that. We found that out. Otherwise, like, you know. It's almost like his brain, his working, it was always working in a way like, you know, there's those conversation cards that yeah. like, that like, curious of like really interesting questions he always it was like his brain was like a flip book of that and he always had these yeah. interesting questions to ask you that really drew out these crazy stories and these interesting conversations with the person I, I reckon, reckon that's people who are good in the media and good at like conversationalists he was good at that mm. whereas like I just talk fluffy shit I would never get bored sitting with him yeah, he's good. he's good. Good chat. Although the last night that I was with him, I do remember there was like I don't, I honestly I yeah. really don't know what we were talking about, but I think that it got. I'm laughing, but I'm also kicking myself in the sense that like I remember going, "What are we talking Can about?" Go and get seriously get fish right now. Baby's asleep on the couch. He's coming in. Minnie's asleep. Fish put Minnie to sleep, and now he's going to make her a guest appearance. A guest appearance. Crazy that our wedding was like the last proper time that everyone and he was MVP there. Like he, he yeah. literally it was the sweatiest person on the dance floor. Then jumped in the pool with Laura and was just like he was such a wedding guy. I've had so many really good memories with him at weddings. Like I remember at Renee's wedding, I had that a broken foot basically, and he carried me the whole. He carried you on his back the entire wedding. It was that cute. <laughs> and you guys danced the whole night on the dance floor with you on his back. Yeah, fish. Here we are. I know. Fucking freezing idiot. Is it? Well, I asked Fish because he was literally one of the last people that saw Chump. The four of us had dinner at my house the night before and he was, he was talking a bit of schmack at the time and we were like, fucking stop getting sentimental. But it's so weird that the next day he left this earth. Can you remember the kind of one-liners he was giving you? No, basically um, we were just around the kitchen table and I remember we were just chatting about life and I was just saying to him that, Obviously, my career had been going good and I was like, I really want to buy a Range Rover, but I just don't know if I could because it's so expensive. And he's like, you only live once and you don't die with your money. So go out there and, and buy it because you deserve it. Yeah, basically those words have uh, always been with me from what he said that night. It was pretty crazy. Thank God you bought the Range United, <laughs> brother. No, but if it wasn't for him... I wouldn't have been thinking about that kind of shit because it was like kind of weird. I was just like ha having doubts in my mind going, fuck, I don't need that. Why should, why should I buy that? And then kind of had a chat with him and he's like, why wouldn't you buy it? You've been working your ass off. You don't get it. Money. Yeah. 
only live once. Who says I? Who says you only live once and then goes and dies the next day? Yeah, it's kind of heavy. <laughs> like, no, that's nuts. It is. And it's crazy because, like. He knew. He knew something was going to happen. Like, he. Yeah. But it's just wild because I always think about that because, like, me and Jumpy never really had those kind of conversations. No. And, <laughs> like, and it wasn't like a, it wasn't like a, um, an inspirational thing or anything. He was just weird. He would just talk and shit. And he was like, go and do it. And we were having a margarita and it was just like shit talk. The boys always chat. And I was like, he's right. It was, it was words of wisdom, really. That fucking blows my mind. Yeah. Every time you tell me, I'm like, are you serious? Yeah. Like, you- and it was so funny because we were basically like literally getting ready to leap then, guys. And he was telling me about like him going – you know, scuba diving or snorkeling the next day, and he's like, "Yeah, I really love this. I, lo- I really love this free diving stuff." And I was like, "Oh, I, I just was like, I can't stand that shit." And he said, "Will you come yeah. out with me tomorrow?" And you're like, "Nah, fuck that." Well, he goes, "Nah, I go, nah, nah, I'm not into it, mate. But have a good one." <laughs> and um, basically, yeah, but the, those words were like, "Go for it, brother." He used to be patty on the back, going, "Fucking pussy, finally bought it." Isn't it wild though? Those are the like fucking last things that he said to me. That's yeah. that's wild. Yeah, I've never really even spoken about it on here, but I've kind of spoken to you a little bit about it. But because I don't remember yeah. those chats, like well, I was no, definitely you, you, tuning. You, 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 you weren't there. It was just no. You and Chloe were talking about other shit in the kitchen. It was just me and him. Literally, like I was standing up, getting my shit ready to go. You guys had just cooked this dinner, and we were finishing up. Everything was like done and dusted, and yeah, we just started rapping about it, out about heaps of shit. He wanted to start a podcast and I remember that's how we got talking in the kitchen. I was like, oh, my God, you know, I know a few friends have been doing him. He's like, yeah, that's what I really want to do after snowboarding is start a podcast, get characters on there, have a chat about shit. I just can't go over that. Like what are the fucking chances that he says literally you only live once? Okay, why don't you read this from Renee, that one there? Fuck, I miss his laugh so much. Chumbo jamming away in the music room was the best. I love that we would just sit in the lounge room chatting away and barely blink an eyelid because it was just so normal. Chump on the dance floor at my wedding is also so memorable for me. He literally was the life of the party. And Christmas 2019 turned pool party, honestly, the best Christmas I've ever had. I also miss the way after every weekend slumber, you would both insist on waving from the end of the driveway as I drove off. It always made me feel so loved and so sad to leave you guys. Fuck, I feel like there's so many things, the energy you would put into stories too. I always, always so engaging and would constantly leave you in stitches. Oh, he used to have this thing about when guests would leave us, like walk them out, stand on the edge of the driveway and wave. And I always make Minnie and Rummy come with me still and we sit, stand on the edge of the driveway and wave everyone off. It's so cute. His parents do it to us too. We did have Friendmas in 20, 2019. That was Chomp's last Christmas at the end of 2019. It was his first Christmas away from his family and he was like, that was just so fun having Christmas at our house. We had like 20 friends over and we had friend missing. I know why he was at the end of the driveway saying goodbye. He was like, catch ya. I catch you guys fucking later. There's 47 of you guys. How <laughs> uh, this child used to, I mean, Renee used to come up and sleep over like all the time when Pete would go away and we just bloody loved having her. Lizzo sent a voice note, very unlike Lizzo. I'm going to fucking stitch her up and play it. She's going to hate listening to this. Happy birthday, Chumpy. We miss you so much. You should be bloody here. Oh, there's so many things. But I think one of the things that I do miss is just being at yours and just hearing you, hearing you play music 
just in the background and just tinkering around um it just feeling like really comforting feeling like home I feel like whenever I would walk in the door you'd always be like Lars and just like make me feel so welcome I feel like a story there's so many but I one thing that comes to mind is when Karen brought Rummy I don't know so it was like a bull dick or bull like balls or something but fuck it was so funny I just remember you and you're just like walking around and being like my dog doesn't eat dick blah 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 (laughs) and I swear we were just like pissing ourselves for like Half an hour, it was so funny. John was just like, when mum left, he was like, thanks for buying Rummy a dick, carrying. she doesn't eat dick. It was like a donkey dick or something, fucking dried dog, donkey dick. <laughs> something that mum bought her from the market. Oh. John just wouldn't stop reading about it. He like refused to give it to Rummy. Oh. Whoa. And Lizzo was like a little sister to Chum. It always leaves me out of every joke. He was my on-hand DIY man too. I feel like I used to get my list of shit that needed to be done and I'd get yeah. Chumpy over and you and Paul would just not be in sight at all and Chumpy would trot over with his toolkit <laughs> and fix anything that I need fixing. And his dad then took his place. Remember when at, yes. when, did, when his dad was up after he passed, I needed a big painting to be hung and he was like, I'll be doing that. And Chris came over with the toolkit and hung my big piece of art for me. The pollens are very handy. They're very handy, yeah. This is from Maya, one of our bestest friends. All my absolute favourite memories of Chump involve him playing his music. He was so incredibly talented and his songs were always so contagious. You honestly couldn't help but sing along. Um, I remember when we were away with my family and he got every single one of us singing and playing an instrument. We had ukuleles, harmonicas, maracas. I think someone was on the bongos and honestly, it was such a special moment. And yeah, he just had that effect on everyone. Um, I really do miss walking into the house and always hearing that beautiful voice serenading us through the hallways. As the running, the running theme is just like him playing music in our house. I don't want to say my best memory with Chump is a musical one because everyone else has fucking said that. And I'm just thinking about everyone else that's walked through my door since Chump's passed away who everyone said walking through the door listening to Chump's music and I'm like, you poor walk through the door now. You just got me not playing music, just barking ear off talking about dumb shit. This is Corey Tunison. How good, mate? Happy birthday, Chumpo. Missing your big presents, missing your copies, missing your music, missing you standing up for what you believe in, missing you pushing me in the gym, just missing you, brother. I miss you every day. Love you, bro. Yeah, I thought I was going to kiss the camera at the end then. Bless. Danny might have something good for us. It's hard to pinpoint um, an exact memory of Chumpy to me. It was just a feeling with Chumpy, whether we were camping at Green Island or at your place in Queensland or DY. He just always made you feel so good and he was excited about the littlest things, like whether it be his new coffee machine or a wave he'd caught or a wave you caught. He was just always, we always saw him in a great mood and he was just a delight to be around. Bless. I know everyone's just saying the same thing that he just made you feel amazing. Well, they're not wrong. Lovey Danny. That was cute. Okay, Ash, and then we'll do one of his snowboard mates, Dave Spicer. Some of the fondest memories is probably in your guys' old 
unit that used to have on the beaches and um, we used to go around and Elle used to make these hectic, toxic cocktails that were so, so strong. And Chumps would only have a couple and the next minute the guitars are out and then he starts to get into funny little costumes and he used to sing and dance. And I used to just have a good old time before we would venture to go out to Manly, which was hardly ever because we're having too much fun at the unit. Um, he was always the life of the party when it came to things and liked to have a good like laugh at himself. Another fond memory of Chumps was his um, 30th. We hired this really, really beautiful house at Boomerang and um, we just had really close mates. We're all just chilling around the place. It was on the beach. We'd go for surfs, walks, and then um, we'd just get like a bonfire out. And he's, had, he's playing his music. It was super, super chill. It was genuine. And everyone was just in their element of just relax mode. He was super relaxed after a big um, snow season again. He was in that in-between break. So it was just one of those times when everyone was in their like happy times and there was no worries. His 30th was seriously the funnest. I can't believe I organised it because now I don't organise shit now. I booked his house. I got everyone there. I did all this too. It was literally the funnest. And we just partied in that. You know, the, the good old no parties in the Airbnb. We first all slid that joint upside down and surfed all day. It was right on the beach of Boomate. <sighs> Johnny, actually, he'll have a funny one. I remember we used to always go to your guys' place for dinner when you guys used to live in D.Y. Chum would always make like an espresso martini on arrival. He was such a perfectionist <laughs> and he wanted to just be the best at it. So he'd make it rate it out of 10. And if he didn't give it like <laughs> more than a nine, nine plus, he wouldn't be very happy. So you had to always give it a nine. Regardless of the standard of the, mar- uh, the martini, sorry, you'd have to give it sure. a nine plus every time. I remember we used to always eat a lot of Mexican food, always a favourite of ours. Me, you, Tiff and him would all go down to like a restaurant on the uh, beach side there at DY. He would often order like margarita, like a jalapeno margarita, but he called it gelatinos margarita. And he just, I remember him just thinking <laughs> it was like the funniest thing ever. And that's kind of what I miss about him, like his quirky sense of humour, how you just find those little things just hilarious. Then he just kind of... I know, just had this like real infectious laugh that I still, you still kind of hear it in your head now. It's also one of the things that I miss about him as well. Miss him every day, think about him every day, and hoping he's having a good, good time wherever he is now. Love you. Um, I have so many amazing memories of Chumpy across the years. Johnny and I miss him so much. Chump would always take great pleasure in Johnny and I. Um, without bickering and arguing. Um, We were in Colorado about 10 years ago snowboarding. Chump and Cam and his coaches stitched Johnny and I up and took us on bloody black runs. Johnny and I ended up having a massive collision. (laughs) I got absolutely annihilated by Johnny. He sliced my pants and leg open with his... um, Bored and Chumpy was just in fits of laughter. I thought it was a funny scene because the next minute <laughs> me and Johnny were just going off on one another. So he always took great pleasure in our, our arguments. But the main moments that I really loved the most were the times that we spent together, the four of us, just you, Chump, Johnny and I, just hanging out, talking crap, a little bit of gossiping, Eating cheese, drinking wine, going for dinners, 
listening to Chump play guitar. The thing I miss the most about Chump, though, is his infectious laugh. He had such a distinct cackling laugh. Um, he just made everyone around him smile, and Johnny and I really miss that about him. We're wishing him a happy heavenly birthday. Love you. I do thrive like Chump when people are bickering and having a, like a fun fight. Like when you and you and I was going to say you and Chump, when you and Fish in the car are just like fucking turn here. Well, why didn't you tell me that? <laughs> like just shit like that. This fucking I thrive on it. I love it. And Tiffy and Johnny are like that too. And like they'll just fight and yell at each other over the funniest shit. Like one of them will finish each other's margarita and it'll just be like all hell fucking break loose. And me and Chump will just be on the floor dying of laughter and shit like that. I fucking love that shit. I said to bro the other day, he goes, I can't, you know, I'm not doing a voice note, but just tell the story about when Chump used to prank call dad. So... Um, my brother lived with us for a while when we first moved up to the Gold Coast and because Chump could do funny accents and like impersonations and that's the backstory. So my dad just, he, he every now and again did a, did a little bit of like modelling. Yeah, he would have been like 67 at this point and he did an adult nappy ad, like a pull-up. Ad. <laughs> dad thought it was so funny. He loved that he said yes to this job because he's like, how cool is that, blah, blah. And like we just all literally thought it was hilarious and it was actually on TV and stuff, this ad. It was so funny. Overnight time, there was a week, a week period and like four nights in a row, Chump, we, we were fucking rolling around on the floor laughing. So we'd put Dad on the speaker and he'd be like back home on the northern beaches in Sydney answering his phone. Dad just loves a yarn with anyone. So like these chats would go on forever and Chump would be in a New Zealand Kiwi accent be trying to sell Dad nappies and he'd be like... I'm from this brand called Naptastic and Naptastic here in Auckland and stuff. I'm like, this is fucking that funny. Like me and my brother would be like literally in stitches. You know when you're that that kind of laughing where you can, your, your actual jaw is going to fall off? That's what we were going through every night and it, we would just be so excited. We'd be like, can we go home and prank call Dad tonight? And Tom would be like gearing up his accent, getting ready for it. And he'd be like working out his speech in his head and it was funny. So Dad had literally get so conned into like almost be about to buying these nappies and <laughs> so Chump would be like, all right, mate, I see you're pretty keen. How about I call you up tomorrow night? Shut we up. have another chat about this because like nap test, you know, we just want to make sure it's the right brand fit for you and shit like that. And then on the Friday, I'm not fucking joking, my dad called me in the middle of the day. It was like, ew. So do you reckon if I was to give like my bank details over no. the phone to someone in New Zealand, is that weird? Because he was just always getting conned left, right and centre. Like my dad's a telemarketer's dream. Like, <laughs> and, and I was like, nah, never fucking give you, like, <laughs> ever give your bank details to someone over the phone or your credit card details, obviously. And he would just go on and be like, there's this really nice Kiwi guy that keeps calling me each night and <laughs> He's like, all my friends reckon it's really sus, but, like, I just, I'm, I like this guy and he's so nice. <laughs> it's literally just so fucking funny and it was just this ongoing thing and, like, it just seems to bring my brother and I so much fucking joy. <laughs> and now that's why I call naps naptastic because I just always, like, me and my brother always just say, like, you're going to go home and have a naptastic now and we both just crack up laughing and, like, no one else fucking knows why because they weren't there for the nap test. You could add. <laughs> what a lot. Oh, that's really funny. 
Ah, so that's heaps funnier. I want to play that song at the end because I think that it's like it really is one of the most beautiful songs I've ever heard, and I I do think that you've told the story about the song before on the podcast, but in light of this episode and because we're going to actually play it, I really want you to tell everyone the backstory behind the song. Okay, so, and people used to be like, oh, my God, is it so awkward that he would just serenade you all the time? Like, that was one of the first questions Chloe ever asked me. Like, she'd be like, I can't believe he just gets out his guitar and sings to you. And I was like... It became not weird, though. You would just be in the house doing stuff or we'd be cooking or whatever and he'd just be sitting there literally serenading us all night like it was just the radio. I think as none of us girls in our group, growing up, none of us can just whip out a guitar. (laughs) We're not musical. not normal. But Trump came from a family where... That's normal. And it's not like, hey, look at me. I'm so good and talented and shit. It's like, hey, do you guys just want to listen to some calm music in the so background? Good. I really miss that. <laughs> and it was just like genuinely his thing that, and he was just fucking really good at it. But he he didn't even need you to listen to it. He would just want to be doing that all day. Because it was a theme for it. So and he had so many different guitars. He'd want to feel them out and be like, oh, I'm really into this heat string one today. And like just thrived on the difference of them all and like learning about them more and more every day. He'd been playing guitar since he was literally like a fucking baby. So I was about to fly away with all the girls. Like there was like 15 of us going to Vegas and all around America. And I happened to be turning 21 over there. We were going to be in Vegas for my 21st. And Chump's present, and this is very Chump, like they don't give materialistic gifts to anyone. It's like, hey, I made you this or I wrote you this or he's a fucking, you know, and they write these like, they do. They go out of their way making cards for each other. Like they put in actual effort. Whereas I'm like, I went to the news agent and bought you a piece of shit card and wrote my name on it, and you could enjoy that. But so he, yeah, he must have. Like we'd only gotten together in like December, and my birthday was the next May, and yeah, I was away for like three months. And then on my birthday, he, I get this email, and I've woken up hungover with the girls in. <laughs> And I'm like, oh, an email from John, but it's like, happy birthday, here's a song for you. And I, he's like, just listen to it alone. And I'm like, girls, turn the fucking speakers up. <laughs> and I just play this song and it's so cute. And everyone's basically crying in the room. Like I remember Anna just like, she's such oh. like a, like what do you call it, like a lovesick kind of like a loves that shit. Oh my god! It really, it really is. And if you listen, and when you listen to these lyrics, it really want, is one of the most beautiful songs I think I've ever heard. Like I'm gonna cry thinking about it right now. Yeah. I've got full goosebumps, saying hair like hell. yours on my arms. Yeah. Oh, do your hairs just grow a kilometer in a <laughs> second? Wow! Oh, look um, at my son ass. <laughs> shiny, oh, my head is. Um, but yeah, it really is so so special, like, and you're so lucky that you have that. So actually. So lucky. I, I like, yeah, I haven't listened to it for a while. It makes me quite emotional. I put us every now and again, I put Trump's tunes on when Minnie and I are in the bath. And I, I wanted to make that a theme that happens when Minnie's in the bath. And then sometimes I'm like, I think I can hear his voice right now. Like, sometimes it's a bit hard. Like, I already knew this is my person. I'm going to be with him forever. Like, I don't give a fuck about marriage, mm-hmm. but like, I'm marrying him or I'm being with him forever kind of vibes. And it was just like, he, yeah, anyway, I'm going to let you guys listen to this song because the words are so cute. Take care, my sweet little darling. This won't be too long. I know this, my soul is starving for you to come home. What life? Or beyond 
truly never know But I got the strongest feeling My love's found its home in your heart My husband writes me a different song, different songs than yours. Slow, steady, undress. <laughs> no, take it out. That is so Sorry. funny. Well, all well, the different types of songs they're writing us. Nah, that's oh, so cute. And this actually reminds me of another thing we used to always do. Actually, that's right. So you know how you obviously say, like, I love you too, partner. I love you, I love you too. Well, that bullshit. Obviously, we did that. But the thing that we did when we woke up in the morning usually We'd wake up, look at each other, and his thing would be, I'm yours. And I'd be like, I'm yours and you're mine. And it was so cute. And then we'd cuddle. And that was like our thing rather than saying like, you know, it's like if you'd be driving, he'd, he'd just be like, let me your hand on me and look around. Rather than being like, I love you too. Oh, well, not really cute. Well, and I have like nights where we call it jujitsu night. He just basically twists me into a headlock and I end up in tears. Oh, it seems like jujitsu, yeah. Juju night. <laughs> Juju 
<laughs> we got your black belt tonight. <laughs> but I'm like, you know, this is going to end in tears and it's going to be me. <laughs> Always like to remember the beautiful things. But there was like obviously the lols where we're just like actually just wrestling and like, like laughing our heads off as well as being like all cute and stuff. So don't worry, like we're a normal couple as well. Happy birthday, chum. That was Happy really, birthday, really, chum. really, Should really nice. Sorry about the German at the airport. Oh, my God. Okay. It's kind of morbidly funny, but it's oh, not funny, but we thought it was it funny because we were delirious. It's oh. funny because, like, fuck, you've got to come to terms with life and then sometimes I'm just online and I'm just like, you know what, I'm going to give this chick a serve. So I was coming through the airport. We landed, Minnie and me landed in Munich the other day and then Minnie was a bit pissed off hadn't slept much like we've just traveled for 35 fucking hours and we're about to get on our last leg to Ibiza we're standing in the customs line right in this German airport in Munich and this guy comes up and he goes hey hey you don't have to wait in this line you have a baby and she's grizzly she's fucking screaming he was like come over here I'll fast track you and I was like thank god I was waiting for that because I'm, I'm always waiting for the baby line and there there wasn't at this particular airport so I was like phew walked over to this this guy put me in front of this chick at customs. Is that what it's called? The customs where they look at your passport? Yeah, so I was like, epic, I'm first in line here. So I went up to this chick, chucked my passports down. I'm like, hey, you know, I was all frothing. She just looked at me and but she was just like, do these look like German passports? And I was like, no, actually, because they're Australian passports. They're traveling over here. You know, with kindness. Yeah, killed them with kindness. And she was like, huffing and puffing, like, oh, you know, the, the Australian line is over there. This is the German line. And I was like, well, actually, this the security guard just put me and my baby here because we've just travelled all this way and she's grisly and I'm sorry, but he's, he's moved me here. So, like, this is just what's, what's going to have to happen. And she was huffing and puffing. She didn't like that she was going to have to serve me and she was looking around at me and Minnie and she goes, oh, where is the baby's father then? Get the baby's father if you want me to do this kind of thing. Like, hurry up. Like, I think she was going... Where the fuck's the rest of your family? Like, hurry up about it. And she was so, like, cranky and abrupt about it. Well, I'm glad and you I was asked. like thinking, fucking loves that you are, say. <laughs> and, and a lot of people ask me this every day. They always say, you know, like, as a normal question, oh, cute, cute, Bobby, where's the daddy? And I'm like, oh, I'm like, you passed away. But, like, I, I never want the person to feel bad for asking because it's a normal question. I don't want them to feel awkward. But I loved that this chick asked. And I just go, he's dead. <laughs> And I tried not to laugh because I was in a funny, happy mood. And then she, because I was so excited to get to see you guys, and then she fucking pissed me off by asking that and she was being a bitch as well. And I just screamed that at her and she just goes, oh. Um, she just was a bit like taken aback and didn't know whether to like believe me or not. And she was just like, I- I'm sorry. And then still continued to just be a jerk and like snatch the passports and quickly got us through. Basically, I heard her yelling at the guys behind me, you are not coming to this counter unless you have a German passport. Like, I think she was pissed off and then I pissed her off even more by telling her my partner was dead. And she woke up on the wrong side of the bed. Yeah, she wasn't happy. Well, happy birthday, chump. We hope that you're ripping up there. We we both miss you so, so much. Minnie's a little legend and maybe we'll have a little drop of red for you tonight. His favourite was a Tampanillo, so everyone go and have a drop of Tampanillo tonight, guys. I'm not sure if I'm saying that right. I'm pretty sure the L's are meant to be silent, but I did Tampanillo, Tampanillo. <laughs> Let's Google that. Love you so much, Chump. Happy birthday and I miss you all the time. And Minnie, 
I know she's talking to you. <laughs> I know you're talking to her. Love you, child. Love you, child. Love you. Love you. Love you. Love you.